on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have a very special show. And I know you know what it is because you clicked on it, but I got to make it a big deal anyway. Today, we have Andy and DJ and Chad Wright. Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Chad, what is up, man? I'll tell you what, man. It's good to be back. You guys got that intro down pat, man. You know? That's Ebony and Ivory, baby. Man, I, I'm just happy to be back. And you know why I'm happy to be I'm happy to be back because y'all are my brothers, man. And uh, I had a dream about Andy a while. Well, we can talk. Look, man. Uh, look. I'm ha- I'm happy to be, ba- be back though because I know the type of people that listen to this show. All right, you don't know this, Andy. You don't know this, DJ. But but I have trained over 200 first form real AF listeners That's in the back country. That's, That's awesome. what I do, right? I train people. That is awesome. I take and and I've had over 200 people since our first episode that we did together. Roger up and come and train with me. And anytime someone comes to train with me and they say they they heard me on Real AF, I know this is going to be a first-class individual that showed up for the Mm -hmm. right reasons, that showed up because they want to get better, that are invested in whatever it is God's called them to do, and to be able to reach the right people. I don't care about reaching millions of people. I want to reach the right people. And that's what happens on this show. We reach the right people. You guys have built that. And then you open it up to me and you allow me to come in and have a voice here. You understand how much of you understand how much of an honor that is for me? For well, me bro, to sit right here. You guys built this, man. No. And then you brought me in and let me have a little piece of it. I take this freaking seriously, dude. Bro, we didn't build it. The people listening built it because they tell people about it. That's the fee. You're right. You're right. You know? You're right. But you kept showing guys, You kept showing up. Ah, bro. This is easy. I like to talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it, man. And that means a lot uh, to hear, dude, because I do feel like I do feel like that's the case with the people that do listen to this show. And um, I don't recognize it as often as I should. You know, these are the people that are making differences in the world. Yes. The people listen to the show. That's why I say so much when I talk. You know, like, dude, if all of us here just took action, we could really make a big dent in what's going on. Because these are the pe- those are those kind of people, you know? And um, it means a lot to hear you say that, dude. I didn't know that about all those people coming to there are people taking action. Awesome, man. Your people listening to this show are taking action. That's awesome. And, and when they come train with me, dude, like it, this ain't no this ain't no canned. That I mean this is the real freaking deal, man. I take these people into environments where if you make mistakes, you will freaking die. And I push them to the limit. Look, man, I'm not a guy that can teach somebody how to run a business. I'm a guy that can teach you how to respond the right way 
when adversity happens, which then helps you run your business, right? Yeah. I learned how to run business from Andy. Or your household. or Yeah, or your yeah. household or whatever it may be. Yeah. But I learned the business stuff from Andy. My specialty is, is teaching people how to respond when things don't go the way they want to go, right? And you have to put, you have, you, you got to get out into, into a real environment and subject yourself to that. Uh, well, dude, like that's fight, most man. of the time. Most of the time, things don't go our way. That's right. That's the that's thing. Right. This is, I, I talk about this all the time, and I have this element built into the Live Hard program of doing the outdoor exercise, no matter what the weather's going on, right? And people try to avoid it. And I'm like, bro, you, you should be going out there when it is uh, a little bit sketchy for you or a little right. bit uncomfortable yep. because the truth is, or, yeah, yeah, dude, if we can't get better when times are tough, you can't get better because times are never great. That's the big lie. That's it, the big lie that's being told to everybody in the universe, and it's being told by people who coincidentally or uncoincidentally have never actually achieved anything. They tell people that they're going to wait for a better time. They're going to wait for the skies to be blue and the sun to be shining and the temperature to be perfect and the birds to be chirping and everything in the universe to align before you get to go. And if that's the way you think, then you can never be anything because it's never that way. Mm. And so if we don't learn to get better when things get hard or things get difficult in spite of those things, you literally can't get better. And I think it's the most important thing. Like what you're talking about, bro, is the most important concept for people to understand. The timing is never right. The timing is never good. It's never ideal. If fucking, bro, out of the 24 years, I've been, I'll be 24 years in business on January 1st in this business. I, I, I can't remember a single day that was easy. Like not a single day. Really? I can't remember yeah. a single day over that 24 years that has gone my way. Like now I might have done things during the day to make it end my way, but it certainly didn't fucking swim that way on its own. Like right. we have to be prepared as individuals to get better and understand that we have to train ourselves to get better when conditions are not ideal because everybody quits when conditions are rough. So if you're the one that does it, you're automatically going to beat all those people. Yep. Like it, to me, that makes perfect sense. But I don't think people think about it the right way, man. No, man. And that, that's the, it, it's going into, this is something I want to share with you guys on the show today is it's go, it, you're going right into the standard that you have to set for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That is the standard that you, so this is, you guys need to understand this. I know that you guys tuning into Real AF, you came here to get something. So I'm about to give you something, all right? You came here to get something. We're about to deliver, all right? The difference between professionals and amateurs. I ask that question all the time. People say, uh, professionals get paid, this and that. And no, man, some professionals don't get paid, man. I mean, the real difference is that professionals have standards, all right? You have to have a standard to measure your actions against in order to ever grow or to, in order to know where you're at, whether you're making progress or whether you're digressing in life, right? So you should have standards in everything. If you like to shoot, you should have shooting standards. If you like to lift weights, you should have standards in terms of all your major lifts. 
If you like to run, you should have running standards. You should, every aspect of your life, right? But you should also have an overarching standard that guides your very being from day to day, the decisions that you have to make, the way you're reacting to situations in your life. You have to have a standard there too, all right? And that's the creed, man. Everybody talks about a mission statement. Nobody talks about a creed, all right? A mission statement shows you, might, might give you something to shoot for, like a direction that you want to go, right? No, the creed is used day to day. The creed is the encompassing standard. So y'all want me to share this with you? Yeah, bro. I, I think also to add to that point, I do want to hear your creed. I am actually super interested to hear it. You've done some incredible things in life. Anytime I can learn from someone who's done the kind of things that you've done, I want to hear what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, to your point of professionals, when people say, oh, they get paid, people fail to connect the dot that the reason that they get paid is because of the standard. Mm -hmm. That's the <laughs> you reason. You nailed it. Yeah. So, like, when, when, when you guys sit, you say, oh, that guy's a professional or he makes more money or this or that, the only reason they ever made the money was because of the creed or the standard or the code that they live by. That's it, brother. Yeah. That's so let's it. hear it, bro. That's it. I want to hear this. Yeah, man, we'll break this down. And, and look, I would encourage you guys to go out and think about this. You can take this. Um, I've actually never shared this on air before. This is something special that we share when we train. But I encourage you guys to develop a standard or a creed for your own life, right? And, it's, and, and what this is, it's a mirror. It's, it's something you look into at the end of the day to say, where did I freaking, where did I live up to this or where did I fall short of this? Okay, this is extremely important, all right? Now, this creed right here, this actually comes uh, in a big way from the creed that we used in the SEAL teams to guide us in our actions and, and, and everything that we did in the SEAL teams. And it's just been tailored to fit us because we're not fighting war yet. Um, that man, could change man. quickly. <laughs> That's coming in a minute, guys. We'll, all right, all right. So we'll here, that we might we'll probably revisit that conversation that we had last time you were here. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so, right. So here's the standard, and yeah. this this first, literally the first part goes to what Andy was just talking about. All right. Um, in times of distress or uncertainty, you ever had a, you ever experienced times of distress or uncertainty? Yeah, yeah. All right. There is a special breed of person ready to face any challenge and prepared to accomplish any mission. A common human with an uncommon desire to succeed, forged by adversity. I am that person. You just talked about this earlier. You talked about the burden that you have to bear every single freaking day, man. You know what? There ain't nothing special about you. No, there, there is. There ain't nothing special about me. Look, let me tell y'all right now, everybody listening to this, one of the biggest freaking problems with you is the way you think about yourself. That's one of your biggest freaking problems. That's why you can't achieve what you want to achieve. That's why you look around you. You look at other people. You look at guys like me and you say, man, I can't ever do what Chad did. You look at guys like Andy and say, I can't ever do. Man, that's freaking bull crap, man. Let me tell you what we are. Let me tell you how we believe about ourselves. We believe and we know 
that we are simply common humans with an uncommon desire to succeed. And how do you build an uncommon desire to succeed? That has got to be forged by adversity. You need to start believing that about yourself and stop believing all the bull crap that you believe about yourself and stop looking at people like me or Andy or DJ and thinking that there's something special about us that you don't freaking have, man. We're flesh and blood. We're f- flesh and bones, man. All right. You know, That's the first stanza of this thing. Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Andy, too, because I mean, I feel like when I hear that, I like people can can have these opportunities to get through adversity every single day. What do you guys say? I mean, I feel like personally, it's it's just a decision whether they not they, they Hold choose. Hold on, we about to get to that. Hold on, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, son. That's all in the creed, son. Okay, all right. we about to get to that. Hold <laughs> on, I'm, I'm here. Hey, I'm right here with you, hey, baby. Man. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> so 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 the first step in your creed is you need to identify what it is you want to believe about yourself. And at the end of the day, you need to ask yourself, did you live up to that? Is that what you believed about yourself today? And if it's not, you need to fix your freaking self, son. The second part. I hear you. Oh, yeah. All right. I accept the responsibility that is bestowed upon me. And I understand that my chosen way of life is a privilege that I must earn every day. So once you determine what you're going to believe about yourself, the very next step is making a choice and understanding that it's a privilege. I just ran 24 freaking hours on a goddamn treadmill for a teammate of mine who's paralyzed from the waist down. And while I was running for 24 hours, I had a piece of tape on my treadmill that nobody else could see. And you know it was written on that tape? For those who can't. For those who can't. You don't understand how much privilege you have to be able to get up and walk to the freaking refrigerator. Right. You don't understand. You, you're taking so much of your life and your ability for granted, and you're wasting it. You're flushing it down the toilet every single day. And I see y'all waiting in line at the Bojangles to get you a freaking fried chicken biscuit, and you're so fat, you can't even walk hardly. I see you, man. And let me tell you why it pisses me off so bad. It pisses me off so bad because I care, because I know there is more for you. I know there is more for you because you haven't severed your spinal cord. You don't have freaking cancer. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. I'm just saying if you're in a good place, you have got to make a choice and you got to earn it every day, right? So that's the very next step is making that choice. As soon as you figure out who it is you want to be, you got to make the choice to be that person. All right. Did I make that choice today? I ask myself that at the end of every freaking day. Did I make the choice to accept the responsibility that was, is bestowed upon me by God, my creator, the creator of the universe? 
Did I make the choice to live up to that? Some days the answer is no. Let me tell you boys something. If you don't miss the standard every now and then, your freaking standard's too low. Hmm. Yeah. Dude, you just described the entire misunderstanding of my persona in like one sentence. I fucking get pissed off at you motherfuckers because I know you're better than that. Yes, sir. And they say, oh, why is he so angry? Well, I'm angry because you're living fucking 100 miles below your potential every single day and I can see it. I, love I know that. you can see it. I love that shit, bro. I know you can see it. Yeah. I see it too. My loyalty to my team is beyond reproach. I will humbly serve my fellow man and teammate, always ready to defend those who are unable to defend themselves. I do not seek recognition for my actions, and I will place the welfare of others before my own. When I was a SEAL, when I graduated SEAL qualification training, we got this big gold pen called a trident. Very few men have ever gotten to pin that trident on their chest. Very few. And you have to almost die to get that thing. And I pinned that on my chest, man, the day of graduation. And I never, ever wore that pin again out in public. The only time I ever put that pin back on is if we lost a teammate and I went to their funeral. Professionals don't need recognition for their freaking work. Stop walking around thinking that you deserve a pat on your back. Whatever it is you've been called to do, it has to become literally ingrained into the fibers of your being to the point that you couldn't possibly do anything else. You couldn't possibly do anything else. And when it becomes who you are, you don't care about recognition. Somebody tells you good job. You say, what the crap you talking about, man? It's just what I do. I just got up and did what I do, man. That's it. This is what I do. I will serve with honor. Who knows what honor is? Honor is the adherence to what is right. I will serve with honor on and off the battlefield of life. That means at work and at home. I will do what is right. I will have honor. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm here. The ability to control my emotions and my actions, regardless of circumstances, what sets me apart. Uncompromising integrity is my standard. What is integrity? It's having honor when no one's looking. Oh, I got many stories of my life where my entire life, the trajectory of my entire life hinged upon a lapse in my integrity. Think about that. Why is this in the creed? My character and my honor will be steadfast. My word is my bond. That is honesty. So here we have honor, integrity, honesty, and we have the ability to control our emotions. Have y'all thought about that? 
I've been on target before. Crazy stuff happened. Bombs going off. People shooting at us coming from all different directions. And I remember seeing some, as a young frogman, seeing two of my leaders, platoon chiefs. One of them was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. He wasn't, he wasn't accomplishing anything, right? He allowed his emotions to lead him. And then I remember looking over into the other corner and I saw the other platoon chief sitting in the corner. He was talking on comms in a calm, cool, collective voice. And you know who he was talking to? He was talking to some guys in some very deadly machines that were flying around in the air. And he relied on his training. He relied on his logic. And he stayed calm in the midst of that fight. And he was able to probably save everyone there because he did not allow his emotions to lead him. Your emotions are beautiful things, guys, but they are terrible leaders. Your emotions, God gave you emotions to serve you and make you who you are. But when you are in the midst of battle, whatever battle it is you're fighting, it's not time for those emotions. All right? I ask myself at the end of every day, did I let my emotions get the best of me? And if I did, guess what? I missed the standard. I expect to lead and be led. In the absence of orders, I will take charge. I will lead my team and I will accomplish the mission. I will lead by example in all situations. I want to talk to you all about the foundation of leadership. The creed says, in the absence of orders, I will take charge, lead my team, and accomplish the mission. The very foundation of leadership is the ability to make freaking decisions. All right? You have got to be able to make decisions before you can ever build anything else. You have to build a lot on top of that to become a good leader. But you have got to make a decision in your life. You have got to make a decision about your fitness. You have got to make decisions about your business. You have got to make decisions about your faith. You have got to make decisions about your marriage. You have got to make decisions about your kids. Because you know what your only other option is? To crouch in stagnant fear like a coward and potentially die and potentially put the lives of everyone who depends on you in jeopardy. I will never quit. Because if you quit, you're done. You may still be alive walking around on this earth. You're done. I will never quit. I will persevere and I will thrive on adversity. My team expects me to be physically harder and mentally stronger than our opponents. I hold myself to that standard. I will be physically harder and mentally stronger than anything that comes against me, my family, my business, my brothers, my sisters, my team. I will be the one that is physically harder and mentally stronger, and I will work to maintain that position. You won't beat me.
If knocked down, I will get back up every single time. In SEAL training, one time we had telephone poles. We had them in the front carry position, just like this. Our instructor said, walk and lunge, walk and lunge the telephone pole in the front carry position for four miles in the soft sand. I got to about two miles and I looked over to my left and one of my teammates was writhing on the berm. His brain had fried. He ran up 109 degree temperature and fried his brain. I had to keep walking and lunging my telephone pole. I got toward the end of this four miles and my arms could literally no longer hold the telephone pole. And I, and I, started, I started to lose it. And I knew if I dropped it, I would fail my teammates beside me that were holding the rest of the weight. And so what I did is I just propped the telephone pole on my shoulder just for a split second so that my arms could recover. And when I did that, I saw a big man. I won't say his name on here, but he was a SEAL instructor. He was about 6'4". He comes up behind me. He grabs me by the collar of my uniform. He lifts me up off of the ground and he body slams me into the berm so hard that it concusses me. It knocks me out. And when I come back to, I'm looking around and he's standing over top of me. That man didn't care that I put that telephone pole on my shoulder. That's what I thought. You know what that man wanted to see? He wanted to see if he could humiliate me in front of my entire team. He wanted to see if he could make me look about this freaking big. And then he wanted to see what my reaction to that would be. Would I get back up? And the reason that Chad Wright is sitting here right now talking to you on the Real AF podcast is because Chad Wright mustered whatever strength that he had left to claw his way back onto his freaking feet and pony up on that telephone pole. And guess what? That instructor never screwed with Chad Wright again because he knew that I could hold the standard. That no matter how many times I was knocked down, that I would muster enough strength to get back on my feet and get in the fight. I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to accomplish the mission. I am never out of the fight. I demand discipline and innovation from myself. Mission success depends upon me. Yeah, that's right. Mission success depends upon me. I will constantly sharpen my skills, my proficiency, and my attention to detail. My training can, is never complete. You can only fight the way you practice, and you will never be done. You will never reach perfection. You will never be done. I will train like I fight. I will stand ready at any moment to bring the full spectrum of my knowledge, my skills, and my ability to bear in order to achieve the mission and accomplish the goals that are established by my team. I will bring that to bear. The execution of my duties will be swift and efficient. Guided by the very principles in this creed that I have sworn to uphold. Most of y'all are afraid to execute. 
most of y'all know what needs to be done. You've had a man, Andy Frasilla, that's given you every freaking key to business that you could ever imagine. You know exactly what freaking needs to be done. You know your goddamn problem. You won't execute. You won't even take the first step. The execution of my duty will be swift and efficient. Every single time, guided by the very principles that I have sworn to uphold. I want to share that with y'all, and I hope somebody needed to hear that. Bro, I need to hear that shit. That was fucking gold, bro. That was amazing. That's real shit too, dude. Bro, every time you come here, it's to deliver something. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the Bro, I appreciate time. you sharing that. That was, that was something special. Well, I get a little fired up, man, but I'm going to tell you, man. Bro, I know, I, I know I a guy care, who does too. I care, Andy. I care. I know, And bro. I'm not going to waste what you've given me. You don't understand what you've given me. I ain't going to waste it. Nah, bro. You're giving back a hundredfold to anybody who's even willing to take a peek at anything that you're doing. It's amazing to watch, brother. It's, it, you said it was an honor to be here. It's an honor to have you here. That's the truth. And I guarantee you, you ask any one of these guys, look at them all. Look at them. Facts. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you guys, man. Yeah, yeah bro. I, I, that's I, mutual. I had a dream about Andy a long time ago, man. And, and me and Andy, we don't talk often. It ain't like we're all the time, you know, back and forth with each other. I mean, busy people understand busy people, right? Andy knows he can call me when he needs me. Andy knows that I'll call him if I need him. Um, that's good enough. I had a dream, man. Freaking weird. Look, all y'all Christians out there, don't get wrapped around the axle about dreams. Look, sometimes God will speak to you through a dream. Most of the time, that's not what it is. <laughs> all right? But this dream was real special, and it was very simple. And, and when I woke up, it was, it was very profound. And all it was, we were in a park. There was a pond. There were ducks in the pond and beautiful green grass. And uh, Andy and Emily were over kind of on the other side of the pond. And me and my wife, Brooke, were on this side of the pond. And I looked over at Andy. And Andy had a 307 Project shirt on. And I looked down and I had a first form shirt on. And me and Andy and Emily and Brooke, we passed each other going over this small bridge crossing a, a little creek that was feeding the pond. And me and Andy didn't have to say a word to each other. We didn't talk. We both looked each other in the eye. We nodded our heads at each other. And we continued about our business. And I knew from that moment that there, there is a reason that we came together. We, we don't know what that is yet. Maybe it's been accomplished. Maybe it hasn't. But it was very profound. I, I think... I think we have yet to identify the exact reason why we have come together. I, I think we're getting closer and closer to it. And I think we all know what we're talking about. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. So, 
Got a lot of problems to fix, bro. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. We stand ready. Yeah, I know. Fuck, dude. That that was fucking awesome. Like I'm ready to I'm ready to go do some shit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was great, dude. I really appreciate you bringing that. People are going to get a lot out of that, dude. Like a lot. Cuz you're right. The whole thing, the whole problem with what's going on in the world is that people don't live by a creed. They don't live by a code. You know what I'm saying? Like you and I are old enough and we've had enough life experience and we kind of know who does and who doesn't. And our creeds may not be exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to be. Yeah. I'm talking about anybody out there, but you can tell a drastic difference between someone who holds a standard for themselves and and lives by the code and who doesn't. And the problem that we have in society, in my opinion, like, is that men especially have abandoned the man code that they're supposed to live by. Mm-hmm. And it, these are very basic principles. Be a provider, be a protector, be a teacher, be an example. And instead, you know, men are fat, lazy, watching all kinds of bullshit on the phone or on TV. They, they're incapable of providing. They're incapable of protecting. They're incapable of leading because they don't even lead themselves. And the reason they don't lead themselves is because they don't live by a standard or a code. I mean, brother. Yeah. It, they, it, people, people are being duped into believing the wrong things about themselves, the wrong things about reality, the wrong things about their fellow man. Uh, people have, have been and, and are just completely duped yeah. They, they they don't think that it's it's been a it's been a it's been a twenty five year indoctrination process yeah. that has truly stripped our society in a major in, in enough of now I, I agree I still believe there's more good people out there than there are these shit these shit bags that get promoted and we see all over the internet because the real people aren't all over the internet they're out doing things Amen. Amen. and so you know I I don't when I say this I'm not condemning everybody. Especially the people who listen to this show, they get it. Yeah. Um, but I think a major problem in society that we face as men is that we have lot, and this is this is why what you do is so important. Like you actually take people who have l- lived in a soft environment and you teach them basic skills, uh, you know, how to hold a standard, how to persevere through uncomfortable and tough situations, and teach them real skills that they need. Yep. You know, you say this all the time. Money ain't going to fucking save you, dude, when this shit happens. Yep. Like, it really, it doesn't matter. Like, no, like, most people can't even comprehend the pure chaos of that sort of environment. Like, like I saw this person on, on, um, so one of my buddies who was living in San Francisco, who now lives in Texas, uh, he was telling me about how his neighbor in California was prepping for whatever they think is going to happen. And he's like, hey, and I just say, this was fucking Hani. So like Hani's been on the show. <laughs> Hani's like my best friend. So Hani's like, he's like, hey, man. Uh, and Hani, I, you know, we're, we're into guns and all that shit and everything. And the, the neighbor calls him over and he's got like five drums of fuel, five drums of water and all this shit. And the guy looks at him and he says, Hani goes, well, where are your weapons? Like, what, what, what do you, what kind of training are you doing? Like, what do you? And he's like, oh, I don't believe in weapons. And he's, and he's, listen. 
he's in he's incapable of comprehending that when whatever situation he's prepping for we will come take your shit yeah. mm -hmm. that is you don't understand this mm -hmm. this this is pure chaos there are no rules if i need water i'm fucking taking water if i need food guess what i'm taking i'm taking food and if i have to eat you i'll fucking eat you that's what we're talking about pure chaos okay this is reality this is real and this is real shit and the ignorance of people because of this yeah. and because of the indoctrination and because of idealistic thinking, you know, non-reality thinking, you've been multiple places all over the world and been in the middle of fucking the worst possible situations. You understand what happens when all the rules of society break down. Most people here can't even comprehend it. Yeah, no, no. They think they think it's going to be this polite utopia of you oh, know, can I have some water, please? Bro. Yeah, here's a couple gallons. Bro. There you go. Yeah, sure. Bro, I will have you on a fucking skewer for <laughs> dinner. You. That, like that would happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They don't understand yeah. that. Like the, the 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 inherent wickedness of the human heart has has no bounds. I don't think that, you know, like you said, most people can't comprehend it. But I do want to encourage you guys listening that part of the propaganda is to make you feel like you are outnumbered and i want to encourage you that you good person of america are not outnumbered no. and let me tell you why i know that because this past weekend we ran 24 hours on true form treadmills live on youtube we raised a quarter of a million dollars a quarter of a million dollars in the midst of a so-called uh Economic disaster. Economic disaster. Yeah. We raised a quarter million dollars in 24 hours. There was more love. There was more support. There was more generosity shown in the span of 24 hours than I've ever seen in a 24-hour in a span in my entire life. Let me tell you guys, you are not outnumbered. There are people spread across the face of this nation that are just as hungry for what is good, for what is righteous, for what is wholesome, for justice. They are spread across the face of this nation and they feel the same way that you feel and they stand ready. I promise you, you are not alone wherever you are. I promise you, we will win. Good will win. All right. Whether this is just a reset or whether it's the end of the end, good will win. I promise you, I read a book that talks about a man sitting on a white horse and on his thigh is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he will come and end it eventually. I promise you, good will be victorious. I promise you. There's data that backs this up. There's data that backs all this up, bro. Like we've been covering it on the show. You know, what Elon's exposing is a total manipulation of this matrix that we live in mm -hmm. called technology yes. to make people, good people, feel that everyone else has abandoned those values and that code. And if we look at what they've done with technology, where they have artificially propped up one side of the narrative and heavily suppressed the other side, the, the good side, the people who have values, okay? They have, this is, this is fact. This is, there's emails that expose this. This is the play they've been running. 
And this is what people don't understand. They've been running this play for years. This is why yeah. everybody thinks that the values of America are somehow diluted or gone. They are not. They are still there. They are still strong. Come on, bro. They are still as strong as they've ever been. Send it. They are not showing it inside the matrix. Yep. Okay? Yep. And when they have an opportunity to expose how little people care for them, they choose to stay in a basement for two years. Okay? Yep. AOC just had a documentary that was released in... uh, it was 125 theaters, I believe, um, that was on a, do- it was a documentary about her doing environmental work. Now, if you watch the news, everybody cares about the environment. Everybody's ready to shut the world down for the environment. Mm-hmm. V- environment lockdowns. Destroy. It doesn't matter. Environment. Okay. Well, that film that was released in 125 theaters grossed an average of $80 per theater. Damn. This is AOC. This is their this is their lead character in this whole thing. But the most pressing fucking problem in the world. Damn. $80. Good God. Per theater. What's that tell you about the numbers? We are not the minority. We are the massive majority. Yes, sir. They do not show us. They do not allow us to have platform. They do not yep. allow our message to get out. They have tricked us. They have fooled us. They have manipulated us. They have lied to us. And we are dealing with the after effects of all of that manipulation as abuse, which is really what it is, is mental fucking psychological abuse. And we are like beaten children that believe that they did something wrong or that the parents have been, bro, nothing's changed. America is still fucking America. And that, that big, huge American part that has always, we've all been so proud of, it's still there. They don't show it intentionally. Mm. Joe Biden goes on TV and, and claims that he just signed into law, a, a, a law that allows now interracial people to be married. Interracial people have been able to be married for literal decades and decades. And guess who passed that law? It was the party that he doesn't belong to. Right. So now these people are manufacturing solutions to problems that aren't real in order to get people on their team. And it's not working anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not working anymore. What Elon Musk is doing is he's exposing the tools that they use to make us feel this way. And what you guys have to understand is that Once you decide that you no longer are afraid of this imaginary boogeyman called the cancel culture or the the fucking weirdos on the internet or whatever it is, or your stupid aunt that doesn't know shit, okay? Once you realize that you shouldn't be afraid of them because they are the minority and you just flex a little bit of patriot muscle, bro, this is over. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Once you realize, listener, that you are the solution. Yes. You are the solution. Yeah, bro. These freaking cats, man. This government. These people, write, they run all these daggone laws, man. They're, this is, you are the solution, man. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, That's it, bro. You know what to do. You just heard the creed. 
People Look. can't grasp the concept that if you remove yourself as a potential dependent on their system, that's one less customer for them. Yep. When we all remove ourselves by becoming independent, honorable, have integrity, I'm not saying perfect. I'm saying, just like you said, we, we hit the standard we most days. For the standard. Sometimes we miss the standard and we audit and then we show up better the next day. Mm-hmm. That's reality. Nobody here is saying perfect. I'm not perfect. None of these dudes are perfect. And none of you listening are perfect. But we have somehow convinced ourselves as society that if we are not perfect, we deserve no say. We deserve no voice. We are alone. And that is not the truth. The truth is, is that we have a whole bunch of people out here that are all imperfect, doing the best that they fucking can. And we are dealing with people who are truly evil that are looking to steal your birthright as a citizen of this country, and they do it every single day. And the only power that we have as citizens, the only power outside of violence, the only power of truly collapsing what it is that they have without just going and fucking doing what needs to be done is to remove ourselves as potential dependents or potential customers from their system. So what does that mean? That means They want us not very smart, so we have to become smarter. They want us unhealthy and soft and weak, so we have to become healthy and hard and strong. Okay, they want us poor. We have to make enough money to where we're not dependent on their shit. I'm not saying you have to go out and become a billionaire. I'm saying you have to be able to provide. And you've got to be in a position where the less things that you depend on them, meaning their data, meaning their their entertainment, Meaning their conveniences, the convenience, right? Yeah. The conveniences, the, you know, everything. That's yeah. the, and that's the other piece of that. You, you also have to be skilled. Yeah. And you have to make investments into yourself in order to become skilled. Yeah. Okay. You have to be skilled in all aspects of just surviving and living as a human being, but, but also skilled enough to provide a legitimate, every one of us should be skilled enough to provide a legitimate service to our community. It doesn't mean we're making our living doing that, but it, but it means if we are called upon, you sh- maybe, maybe you want to learn how to garden. Maybe you want to be a really good shooter. Maybe you want to learn how to build things. May- these skills, man, we, 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 we brush that aside in our lives. Well, and, and that creates more dependence, bro, because people with no skills, they think, like you were saying earlier, less of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So if you have someone who has gone through our education system, who sits at home, who's 100, 200 pounds overweight, okay, they don't even think that they should, they don't even think they're capable of learning skills because they've been so suppressed. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. That would just be a terrible way to live. Dude, but that's what they want. They want us to be so far gone that there's no hope, okay? The only product that's ever bought and sold and fucking anything is convenience and fucking hope. That is it, Mm. okay? Mm. There's convenience and there is hope. Those are the products. And when you remove hope and you replace it with convenience, now you have a populace that is easy to control. Mm-hmm. God, you just nailed it. Does that make sense? Dude, you just freaking yeah. nailed so, it, man. So, dude, we have to understand no matter where we are. Bro, 
And this is not coming from some dude that none of the, none of this shit came easy for me. The conversation that Chad was referring to before we started the show was he said, uh, he texted me about the dream and I said, well, was it a good one? And, the, and, and then we all laughed and I said, well, look, I'm like an abused fucking wife, bro. Like everybody texts me when they can't fix shit. Like every single text that comes through my motherfucking phone is a problem every time, every time. Okay. And that's been going on for 24 fucking years. So I am conditioned to that. But I also said right after that, I wasn't complaining. I said, well, that's my job. When people bring problems that can't be solved, I'm here to solve them. And that is, I accept that. And so when we talk about going through adversity to develop skills, these people have been pressed down into sloth, okay, and laziness to the point where they can't even hope that they could even gain skills no matter how adverse it was. You see what I'm saying? Man, you just This is a psychological fucking removal of people's hope systematically. It's a de- it's a demoralization legitimately of our culture, yeah. of our individuals, and we have people that are suffering and now what they're doing is instead of saying, "Hey man, you know, you're a lot more capable than what you think you are." Just like we were talking about a minute ago. That pisses us off when we see that. Instead of saying that, which is what we were always told, they instead take these people who look like them, who are 400 pounds, and they put them on a cover of a health magazine to try and tell them it's okay. It'd be like that. <laughs> Bro, do, do this you, is vile, evil shit do that you they're reali- doing. Do you realize what you just said about hope is biblical? I don't know if you, 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 you were just preaching from the Bible right now. The Bible tells us that without hope, we can't build character. Without, without hope, just like you said, Andy, you can't have skills. You, 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 you can't get up and, and do those things, right? Hope is such a foundational element of our existence as humans. I love it when you it's, preach it's, from the Bible, bro, man. It's, Come on, son. It's, Come pra- on. it's practical in business, too. I'll give you an example, okay? Let's look at pro sports. All right, and let's take our examples of here in St. Louis for pro sports. Mm-hmm. Right now, we we just lost our football team a few years ago. Okay, they're 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 now the L.A. Rams. They were the St. Louis Rams. You're welcome, California. Okay? Yeah, here's the thing: the Cardinals and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Let's compare those two franchises. This is a business comparison for you guys who are saying, "Oh, what are you talking about with hope?" Well, here's what I mean. The Cardinals, every single year since I've been alive, and I've been born, I was born in 1979, okay? They are at least playing to compete to win. Do they win? No. They don't win every year, but they do win sometimes. And they're always competitive. They're always in the conversation. There's very few times ever in the history of of my lifetime where the St. Louis Cardinals have not been in contention for at least a division title, okay? They won the World Series in 82. Uh, We won in 2006, and then we won again in 2011. So over those 43 years, we've actually only won three times, all right? However, the St. Louis Cardinals, who are one of the smallest markets in baseball, have some of the highest consistent attendance every single year. 
we pass more people through the turnstiles than most every other team, and we have so, done so for decades. Mm-hmm. The reason that we've done so for decades is not because we won those three times. It's because we have hope that potentially they could win. Now, take the Rams. Mm-hmm. Now, the Rams, we won in 2001, in 1999, and the city went fucking crazy. And then the owner of the team, Georgia Frontieri, dies. Stan Kroenke takes over. He understands this concept. So what does he do? He runs the team where we were literally one of the most losing teams in NFL history for years at a time. Zero hope. And why did he do that? So he could have zero attendance. And when he had zero attendance, it gave him a reason to move the team to Los Angeles, which is what he wanted to do. And then he moved it onto his own property and his own development and made him extra, extra, extra rich. Wow. This is how hope applies in a business setting. And it's the same for your business as well. You just got to figure out what the hope it is that customers want. Okay. I so, love that. Yeah, dude. this is not. And then convenience, right? Convenience is another product. That's a whole different conversation. But fast, fast, fast is highly valued. Right now, right okay? now. Yeah. And people think that price is the number one. Price really has no fucking say in any of this. It's mm. hope. What are you going to do for me? What do I get stand to gain? Or how quick can I get the shit? Those are the two products that are fucking sold. Real talk. You're selling the hope that this person is going to change their entire existence by going through this program that will change them if they do their part. Okay? So when you think about your business or your company or your existence or your brand, Chad, what are you selling? You're selling the hope that when they leave your program, that they are going to be a more equipped human being to handle difficult situations that they didn't know how to handle before. Yep. That's what their hope is coming in. Yep. And you deliver on that hope, which makes people go out and tell everybody about your amazing company and what you do. And that's why you have more people that come to you. You see what I'm saying? Have you ever shared this before? Yeah, bro. I talk about it all the time and nobody fucking listens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just, yeah. this is freaking profound. Yeah, dude. but bro, the, listen. Motherfuckers don't want to listen to me. They think I'm just a loudmouth dude. Or they listen and just don't act. Angry about now. You know what? I actually have a pretty good critical thinking brain here. All right, (laughs) a little old Missouri boy. (laughs) I might look a little weird. I might sound a little different, but I know a couple things. And these things that we're talking about here will make the difference between your success or failure in anything. You're you're just not seeing it right. And what they've done, what the government has done to us as citizens of this country is they have removed the hope of a lot of people by continuing to pacify their pleasures. Eat more, exercise less, watch more streaming, safe places, spend more time on the internet. Hey, if you don't like that, that can be offensive. You can complain. There's Mm -hmm. groups that, there's whole groups that do this. There's groups that also agree that that's offensive. You should join them, it'll give you a purpose. And they've removed all hope of anything else. You're exactly right. How many people truly believe that they can go out and start a company and go from $7 on their first day to hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in sale and a valuation that's in the billions of dollars? How many people think they're even capable of that? Very few. Fucking zero, bro. But the truth is, is that we are, all of us. Yes. All of us are. I'm living fucking proof of it, bro. A common human with an uncommon yeah, yes. desire to succeed, man. You, you, you just literally 
took the entire conversation that that's going on of what's going yeah. on in in the nation in the world really and you got right down to the foundation of it why would that's people that have did. no hope of getting better take that first step to get better if you take their hope how can you get them to act you can't yeah it, you it, can't. hope's been the number one thing that's been under attack for this, the last three years yes dude and this is why when you hear great presidents of our past they almost sound like motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. They're talking, John F. Kennedy, ask not what the country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Okay? These, and he's a Democrat. If Today, he'd be far right yep. by their standard. Dude, Donald Trump, no matter what you think, he preaches American excellence. Ronald Reagan preaches American excellence. There have been. American excellence was preached by Democrats and Republicans for 200 years. It's only till recent that they have connected the dots that it's easier for them to maintain control over us if they remove all hope of us ever being who we could be. Come on, bro. And this is why success culture and uh, personal development culture and even live hard 75. This is why those people fucking hate me. They fucking hate me. And the reason they hate me is because I'm one of the very few motherfuckers out there that will tell all of you the truth about what you're capable of. That's a fact. And our country must get back to individual excellence. People think that I'm like preaching some weird hippie shit when I say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion, but it is the ultimate rebellion because if you remove yourself from their system, they have one less customer. And when people see you remove yourself from their system, they then are inspired and have hope that their lives can be better. And you know what a lot of them do? Not everybody, but a lot of them will take that step. And maybe some of the people that didn't, they'll see those people also take those steps. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they're going to say, shit, dude, well, fuck, if if fucking fat little Andy Frisella was able to do that shit, I can do some shit. Yep. And that's the whole game. Yep. That's the whole game, dude. And we're missing it because we're thinking that Trump or whoever is going to ride in on a horse and politically save our asses. No, dude. Our culture has to be fixed. And it has to be fixed from the individual out, not from the politicians in. It's always been that way. Yeah. It's always it's been that key, way. It's nothing the, new. It's the key to our whole existence as a country. And by the way, humanity. No. I hope freaking 100 million people listen to this. Well, they, they will because you're on the show. No, I, this bro, is an unbelievable bro, if conversation. I could, if I could get 100 million people to listen to me, bro, I could change some shit. But like, that's why I tell you guys, pay the fee. Hey. Yeah. Holy show the show. crap, man. <laughs> bro, uh, we could talk all fucking day. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I got, I got, I got nothing to talk that. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, you do. The, the, <laughs> you got plenty, bro. I, I do I do have to add before we before we end the show or transition to something other than it other than this topic of hope because it is such a foundational element. I, I do have to take just a moment to share my faith yeah, in terms of hope. Absolutely. Right. The the thing the the one thing that every other part of Chad is built on is the eternal hope that I possess. All right. And the eternal hope that I have come to know 
I, I want you to understand this. I don't call my faith faith anymore because I've come to a point through diligent seeking, diligent seeking. If you have not asked yourself and diligently sought the answers to where did you come from? What are you supposed to be doing here? And where are you going? If you have not diligently searched for the answers to those questions and exhausted all of your resources, you need to do that. And I have done that. And I have come to the conclusion that Jesus Christ literally was God in flesh, that he walked on the earth, that he lived a perfect life, that he was killed on a cross for a reason. And that reason was to bear the burden of my iniquity because I am not perfect. And the creator of the universe is perfect. And he cannot tolerate or, or, or be in the midst of imperfection. So through the death of Christ, I was reconciled back to the creator of the universe, okay? It was covered. And they put him in a tomb. And there's so much evidence for this. this is no, I, no, this is real. This I, is I can't real. stand yes. that people don't search out the evidence for this. They put this man in a tomb. And, and the powers that be had every interest to keep that body in the tomb. Because the whole beginning of Christianity was, it, was a, an uproar. That's the reason they killed him. Right? They put him in a tomb. And this craziest thing happened. He literally came back to life after laying in the tomb for three days. And the men that followed him saw him. They handled him physically. They ate with him. They spent time with him. And he ascended back into, back into what we call heaven, which is another dimension that we can't even comprehend. And the creator of the universe knows me loves me. He's forgiven me and I've accepted that. And that eternal hope, knowing that I literally cannot die, that I will not die. You cannot stop a human that has literally come to that conclusion. Okay? There's so much evidence for this, guys. Well, here's the evidence. Here's the more evidence, more evidence than just the evidence. Why do they try to make you believe that it isn't true? Great question. I, well, no, that's the evidence. Yeah. The evidence, we're, it's very clear that these people do not serve our interests at all. So it's no mistake that when they tell us that we're 400 pounds and healthy, which we all know is scientifically inaccurate, you might feel good about yourself, but you ain't healthy. Okay. Yourself don't feel good about you. <laughs> when, they when they tell you to do all of these things that we know are not in our interests, and then they also tell you that Jesus was fake and that this is a bullshit story, does, isn't that the evidence? Isn't that what you need to know? That's wonderful evidence. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. But, like but you, the, you, can, you can peel the layers back But you see what this. I'm saying? Though? I see exactly like they're, what they're, you're they're, saying, They man. show their cards by what they tell you yeah. the opposite of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the opposite of what they tell you on, in almost every case. I haven't take, seen one that would. It take wasn't. this shot; yeah. it's perfectly safe. It, it it does everything. It cures this and that. 
Oh, shit. It actually makes people sick. Oh, okay. Wear those masks because they work. Oh, the evidence shows they don't work. Well, wear them anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay, when we break down all the things that these people do, it's usually the opposite that ends up being true. It's that freaking simple. Okay, so if they want you to abandon your faith and they want to make a, a joke or a mockery out of Jesus and religion in general, okay, they that tells you what they're afraid of. Mm -hmm. This is what they're afraid of. Yeah, this on, is why bro. we see them infiltrating them. Well, and then also, let's look at the values that they promote. Mm -hmm. that, like, let's talk specifically about the evilness of indoctrinating children at young ages to look at pornographic books and, and, and then to say that pedophiles are now minor attracted people that deserve some sort of grace mm -hmm. from you. And they're not criminals. They're just ideologies. Dude, these people are evil. They are not just regular people. These people are evil. That's a real thing. Yes. E evil is a real the thing. The greatest trick that was ever told, the greatest trick that devil ever pulled was to convince everybody it doesn't exist. Amen. And it's right in our faces every single day right now. Look where look what they promote in culture, dude. Mm -hmm. Look what they promote. None of it's good. But, but, how, how many commercials do you see of somebody coming on TV and say, "Hey, man, eat right, be healthy, do work hard, and things will be good"? None. You don't see it. None. And if they, if you if you happen to put that message out, you're a huge threat. Misinformation. Yeah, a conspiracy theorist, racist, domestic misogynist, domestic terrorist. I don't know about you, but I think most of my content, uh, almost all of it, always comes back to personal excellence and being better and being stronger and it being does. more educated, no matter what I talk about. So how the fuck am I a problem? Well, I'm only a problem if I'm creating more of a threat for them. Mm -hmm. And what are they afraid of? They're afraid of everybody out there listening to what I'm saying and actually doing it, yeah. which is why we need to do it. That's real, man. That's real. And they're about to run the same game plan, man. That's I got a couple of headlines here for us. If we want to cruise through these, yeah, we do. They're about that. to run the same exact game plan. So I Shocking. think it's important. I think someone said that. Somebody did say. Somebody's that been too. saying that. Uh, I can't remember his name. So it's it's important to prepare yourselves, guys. So uh, yeah, as always, if you want to see any of these pictures, articles, links, videos, uh, go to andyforsella.com. You can find them linked there. And uh, with that being said, let's get on headline number one. By the way, DJ puts a lot of freaking work into this. Oh yeah. I know. I saw him for uh, like make it look good. three straight hours putting work into this. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah you, you, he's I, over there doing this on I, screen. I give him <laughs> hey, I got, I got you 20 bucks later, bro. Appreciate that. <laughs> like, I love my boy. Hell on a one. Uh, White House releases winter COVID plan with echoes of March 2020. Free test program restarts. Doctors are told to give patients latest shot and hundreds of millions of masks and 100,000 ventilators are put on standby. Uh, so the gist of it, yeah, just read the headline. That's the exact same thing. So uh, Biden just released his winter COVID plan. Um, he is resuming giving out the free COVID test for per U.S. household. He's asking hospitals to vaccinate patients before they are discharged. Um, and they're stockpiling a lot of supplies right now. Millions of N95 masks, billions of gloves, tens of millions of gowns, and over 100,000 ventilators are stored in strategic national stockpiles right now. Um, uh, and, and they're saying that this is not one disease in isolation. Uh, it's this, a triple threat. It's a triple threat. Of course it is, Andy, right? RSV, the flu, and COVID. 
Um, and of course, to, you know, to, to combat it, just get vaccinated. That easy. But the interesting twist that I want to spin on this, uh, and I want, want, want to take this in this direction real quick, is that you know, we've been talking a lot about what's going on on Twitter. Um, and we've been mentioning, you know, they, they're obviously talking about the Hunter Biden laptop right now. And what they really need to be getting, in, getting into is the COVID and how they handle the COVID, right? Well, uh, this article came out. This actually happened about, what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? This headline reads, AFL lawsuit uncovers more damning CDC documents revealing Twitter's partner support portal for COVID-19 related censorship and the U.S. government's advancement of social inoculation against the infodemic. It wasn't, I thought it was just a pandemic, guys. I thought it was just a pandemic. So yeah, so the American First Legal, they released the fourth set of shocking documents obtained from litigation against the CDC. Uh, it's a nearly 600-page release okay, of documents containing new appalling information. Among these include the fact that Twitter ran a, quote, partner support portal for government employees and other stakeholders to submit posts that it would flag or remove as misinformation on its platform. And um, you know who they refer to when they say stakeholders? Stakeholders? Yeah. They're referring to people in the World Economic Forum. That's, yeah, what, Klaus Schwab, that's what Klaus Schwab calls them. 100%. And, um, you know, and, and here's how they're responding to it, right? Now, like now all this stuff is coming up. Uh, this article uh, reads, COVID disinformation doctors. Uh, doctor wants to help Elon Musk do medical fact checks on Twitter. Right? I bet you do, motherfucker. They're, they're already trying to, you know, he's a convicted U.S. Capitol insurrectionist, right? Like, no, this is Simone Gold is the woman from the frontline doctors mm -hmm. who went on TV mm -hmm. and said that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine actually worked. Right. And then they actually, if I remember correctly, they stripped her of her medical credentials and then mm -hmm. also made her serve 60 days in jail yeah remember correctly. absolutely you're absolutely right and this article was just written yesterday and they're still trying to paint her even though after all their data which she was out, right that says all that shit was right bro fauci was on tv yesterday saying that uh he was talking about misinformation mm -hmm. and he was like yeah you know the problem is that some of this misinformation has gotten out there so strong that now people actually believe it's true and it's not true and so people are just adopting the misinformation as truth. You mean how you guys lied about the entire fucking pandemic and what therapies worked and didn't work and the mm -hmm. masking effectiveness and all this shit? You mean like that? Yeah. He what was, he's actually saying yeah. is that the truth is out now and we can't convince people otherwise. That's what he's saying. And He, he, said, he said that on a similar uh, interview. These people, yeah. with the sending out of the tests, it's only a matter of days before they put the ticker back up on the screen. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. On CNN, then, yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah, it's coming. Also, let's not forget what I mentioned on the yesterday show, which was that Bill Gates just ran a pandemic exercise, mm -hmm. just like he did with Event 201 right before COVID happened. He ran a new pandemic exercise for a respiratory virus that is actually extra deadly to children. Ooh. And if you remember what he said on his interview with him and Melinda Gates, he looked at Melinda Gates when they were questioning his quote-unquote science, and he said something to the effect of, well, if they didn't learn this time, they'll definitely learn next time. Mm -hmm. well, next time is coming, motherfuckers. And the only reason the next time is even able to come is because these people are still in these positions of power and able to do it. 
And if I remember correctly, I only told you this 47 million fucking times. No. That this would happen. These people will continue on because why? Because it works. Because well, they simply, works. and they also simply can't stop. No, they're riding you, the tiger, you, you, bro. Yeah. I mean, you have to understand that the force, this, e- this thing that we call evil is a tangible force. Okay. And, and that is what is driving these people. Yeah. All right. And, and you can't, it has what, the heart, what, what, once yeah. you, so the Bible talks about being, tur- it's, it says being turned over to a reprobate mind. Okay. So here's the way humanity works and interacts with the creator of the universe. The creator of the universe loves you and, and will seek you out and, and will show you his, his, if you say his, it's a being, majesty in creation, um, wrote you a book, get, gave you in your human nature the knowledge of what is right and what is wrong, right? We have that written on our hearts, in our conscience. But if you continue to buck that, if you continue to intentionally go against what you know in your nature to be right, you will then be turned over to a reprobate mind. And that is the one state that a human can exist in that they cannot return from. You can't, once you've been turned over to a reprobate mind, it means you can no longer delineate or see the, the line that is drawn between good and bad. All you can see is the direction that the, the evil is driving you to. So in a, in a sense, they can't stop. And, and in a sense, they, some of these individuals don't even know what they're doing. They're literally being controlled by a force outside of this realm to conduct themselves in the manner they're conducting themselves. And they can't be saved from that. It's just like, it's the opposite. It's, it's the exact same thing you said when you were going through your creed. When you said, when someone says, hey, you did a good job. And you're like, what are you talking about, bro? This is just what I do. It's just what they do. It's the yep, exact it's same the, thing. But it's the opposite spectrum. Correct. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. They don't, yep. They're not aware of it. Like, they don't think anything of it. Exactly. You're exactly right. Dude, also, I'd like to point out that during that interview with Fauci, and if you guys could find it, it's probably good for you to watch. That he blamed people like all of us, mm-hmm. okay, the people who didn't believe him and who stood by. He's blaming already, he's already crafting the narrative to blame those people for whatever happens coming up. Next, yeah. Okay. So the people who resisted, the people who told you the truth, the people who ended up being right, who are now creating this to him misinformation, he is now crafting a narrative on the front line to make it as if those people are still wrong when they are not wrong. And that when, and here's what I think, speculation, that when, not if, when they release this next thing that they're going to do because they just ran this exercise, they are going to then blame all of the people who resisted as the cause of this. Okay, so it's very important for you to not comply at all with anything that they tell you to do fucking any of it from here on out. Very, very important. Very, very important. These people are insane. They're psychopaths. They're crazy. They're evil. And they're not ever going to stop. And until people get away from this, they they have to break free from 
you guys thinking these people have your interests in mind. They have none of your interests in mind. In fact, all the interests that they have in mind for you are all bad interests. All of it. It's all to hurt you. This is real. So, you know, pay attention because it's coming. It's coming. Well, pay attention and also stand ready, man. I mean, you know, I've, so it's very weird. I have a lot of conflict in myself internally because I've dedicated my entire life to a very specific way. And that is the way of a warrior. Um, That's a real thing. (laughs) And, and, and it causes a lot of conflict in my day-to-day life when I see things like, like this, for instance. Uh, I, so I have a close friend who works out at the same gym as I do, and I won't mention the individual's name, but they, they decided to get vaccinated, and, um, and they now suffer from literally uncontrollable seizures, and it is horrific. I, I've, I've seen it happen, and just a beautiful human, completely healthy, prior to zero issues, just a beautiful human. And I see this happening and I get so freaking angry, man. And I have to go back to the creed. I have to control that emotion. Anger is an emotion um, until until the timing is right. Uh, Because I have dedicated myself to this way. And um, it always amazes me how well-versed you guys are in everything that's happening. And I'm not ignorant of things that are happening, but I don't understand quite the details the way you guys do. My contribution is I am, I will be ready. Yeah. I will be ready to step up. All right. And, um, and so if that's you, if you're, if, if you are a veteran, if, if you've dedicated your life to this way of being a warrior, and you feel like there's no longer a place in society for you because that's the way I feel a lot of times. I feel like there's no place in society. They built for you. Me. They built you. Used you for what you were good for, and then said, "Good luck." I, yeah, I yeah, feel it's worse there, than prom there night. is still a place for you. Yeah, and that place for you is to constantly sharpen your skills, your mm-hmm. proficiency, and your attention to detail, so that you can step up to the plate and serve your country in whatever manner your country calls upon you to serve it. Yeah, it may not look the same this time. That's exactly right. Yeah. I, I just had to interject that. Sorry, no, guys. Oh, no, it's great. True. Well, guys, that was, uh, that was our first headline. Let's uh, move this train going on. Headline number two. Headline number two reads, State Department struggling to track Ukraine aid, relying on Ukrainian soldiers, remote staffers, keep tabs, per report. So the U.S. government, is struggling to keep track of the billions of dollars sent to Ukraine, even relying on Ukrainian forces and staffers to keep tabs on how the money is being used, according to State Department communications obtained by Politico. A, quote, sensitive but unclassified State Department cable reviewed by the news outlet showed that the Biden administration plans to rely on the Ukrainian army to, quote, conduct its own inspections uh, for how the over $50 billion in U.S. aid is being used. The Biden administration will reportedly rely on the U.S. firm beginning in February to help the government by keeping tabs on how the Ukrainian uh, used American dollars and military equipment for up to three years. According to the cable, the Biden administration also depends on Ukrainian staffers, many of whom 
aren't even in the country to coordinate with the senior embassy official and oversee USAID. This comes at the exact same time, and I'm sure you guys saw it, that Biden administration announces $55 billion gift for Africa. I love Africa. I love Africa. That's great. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Africa. But, but here's the thing. No. I'm sure $55 billion could be used to, you know, boost our VA. <laughs> Or, you know, and you mean how the, Los, the mayor of Los Angeles just declared a state of emergency for homelessness? Exactly. You know, I'm sure it could be like, used for bro, that. We, we have we have tens of thousands of homeless veterans in this country. That's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. you, I, I have to tell you, I have to tell you a quick story. When uh, when I moved to to my current town from where I was living when I was active duty. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm I'm disabled. Uh, I'm medically retired from the Navy. And so uh, I went to seek treatment at my local VA clinic. And um, I literally stood outside the door. And this was in 2020. And um, they refused to help me. Like they, they, ref they, I still ha haven't made contact. Like it's, you wonder why these veterans, you wonder why they're they're taking their own lives. It's a big part of it is because they legitimately can't get the treatment that they deserve, that they earned. They can't get it, man, because th that whole system, th the whole VA system, is so overwhelmed. And there are awesome people that work in the VA. Yeah, like there are awesome people that that do that people. job. Yeah. But but let me tell you, as a disabled veteran. It is extremely difficult, if not impossible, to get treatment that you need. I'm telling, I have yeah. this on video. I have on video me standing and beating at, on the front door of the VA and the lady refusing to let me in or help me. And um, I, I, I don't want to shame the good people who have dedicated their lives to serving veterans within the VA. I'm just telling you, this system is overwhelmed. And it does not work the way that it should work. So that's just one small issue that's close to my heart because I love my brothers and sisters that serve. I understand what it means to serve this country. Like, I'm just telling you, I get it on a deep level. I mean, it, it's a whole nother level of, of sacrifice. Whether you're a cook in the Navy or you're a Navy SEAL, you still, everyone that has served, sign their name on a dotted line, which is like signing a check that is payable for a price up to including your life, no matter what the job you do within the construct of the U.S. military, right? So I just, I wanted yeah. to throw that story in there. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible that even though, just like there's lots of really good, hearted police officers and there's lots of good-hearted doctors and nurses and there's lots of good-hearted civil servants all over that work in systems that are intentionally designed to take advantage of people do you think it's possible that maybe the system is supposed to not work and do you think it's possible that maybe they don't fix this problem with veterans because the veterans pose a threat to them for what that. they're doing. I felt that. I felt that in my own heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you don't know how bad that hurts, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the all these veterans in the country, those are the biggest threat to these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mean fix them and get them get them correct and back in fighting it, shape? If what would be the incentive for what would be the incentive for them to do so? Right. No, just, just something to think sad, about. Man. Not, not only yeah. that, just on the base level, they would have nothing to fucking run their campaigns on for the next four years. Listen, man. They fixed all the problems. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. I'm tired of the medical system. I'm tired of the police system. I'm tired of the education system. I'm tired of the tax system. I'm tired of the, the VA system. Like all of these things, all of them create more pain, more struggle more hardship for the average person that has to utilize them. Yeah. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. It, and, then, and I don't believe personally, I don't believe that that's an accident. No. Like I, I truly believe that we live in a time where our own American government is intentionally working to make our people struggle. 100%. On, on, on all fronts. On though. all fronts. Not just financially. Mentally, fucking racially, all the divides they push. Like, I mean, even with the, the African Bro, stuff. Bro, they tell black children yeah. in school under their education process that they will never succeed because they were born black. Mm-hmm. Or what they tell little white How, kids, bro. You're always going to be racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's on all fucking fronts. It's at all ages. And, and it's disgusting. Like, I mean, he, what he said yesterday... Uh, we remember the stolen men and women and children we brought to our... I, motherfucker, I ain't steal shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like they they keep beating this race drum and bringing... Like, we're Who's over this it? shit, bro. Biden. Biden. That's why he's giving the, the $55 billion. You know? Uh, uh, most of that money will go back to them. 1,000%. Yes. That's exactly what just happened in Ukraine. Did we not learn a lesson? They found a new is that, one. Is that not what happened with BLM? Is that not what happened with FTX? I'm going to tell you right now, you give $55 billion to a bunch of Africans, you ain't doing them no favor. Bro, no. people don't even understand the fucking They just don't have the construct. They don't, they don't have- They don't the, have an the, infrastructure. Yeah, they don't have the infrastructure places. to handle yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you, because everybody's stealing from the motherfuckers. Like, it, it's, it's, it's a fucked up system, bro. bro but again, what, it's man? intentionally designed to do that. I was sitting in a, I was sitting in a, in a hotel in Lagos, Nigeria one time. You talk about people stealing from Africans. I was sitting in a hotel in Lagos, Nigeria. We were in kind of like a little safe house there and uh, doing some work. And I'll be dang if I don't look over my shoulder and here comes Jesse Jackson in Lagos, Nigeria. And Jesse Jackson walks up and he sits down at the table with me. And I say, I'll be dang, Jesse. What are you doing in Lagos, <laughs> Nigeria? And he proceeded to tell me what he was doing there, and you won't believe this. Oh, I believe it. He would go to these poor African people. Nigeria is a, a very, very horrific place, all right? He would go to these communities, and he would preach. And you know how they would pay Jesse Jackson for his preach? Mineral rights, oil rights. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any money. So they would give him rights to their oil, which is the only thing Nigeria really has, which is a big thing to have. I mean, it's a big thing to have. And so that's how they would pay him. The the only thing they had to give 
And that's what he would take. And from he's him. willing to take it. And he was he was there for that specific reason. That's disgusting, dude. And that's, um, so up. I, that's just stayed with me all my life, man. And and that oil industry, whew, that's an ugly. That industry. mentality is what represents the people that we're talking about now. Yeah. That's the mentality these people have. These the our own elected officials that are in power right now. That's the same mentality they have. They will take everything. Yeah. And not only will they take everything, they believe they are entitled. To take everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't comprehend that level of greed. I, I cannot comprehend that level it's of greed. It's beyond greed. It's it's truly evil. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know that you're walking away, not just saying, oh, I, you know what, I made a little bit more than I should have made there, or, you know, I got a little greedy there. You're walking away handicapping an entire village of human beings. Yep. For your own benefit, when you're already rich. You're already wealthy. You're already flying around on private jets and living in the United States of America. And you're a celebrated, quote unquote, hero to a lot of people here. And you're using that image that you have been painted to be, even though it's not true, to take more. What's more evil than that? I can't comprehend The next more evil thing was just be to kill him. Yeah. That would be the only next step. Yeah. It's disgusting, dude. And that's how... That's what people have to understand about what we're dealing with here. That's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with people who are good people that think like you and I or these guys in here or the people listening. And guys, I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm just telling you what happened. No, no, no. I'm just telling you an experience. You know, I mean, that's what freaking happened, man. You know? So. That was was wild. Yeah. That's some bullshit, bro. Saw a lot of wild stuff over there. Uh, yeah, I bet you did. Well, guys, that was headline number two. We're going to move right along. Headline number three. Uh, maybe foreshadowing here? I don't know. Headline number three reads, U.S. Uh, considers sending Patriot missile defense system to Ukraine. Okay, so this, uh, this came out yesterday, uh, the time of this recording. Uh, article reads, U.S. plans to send Ukraine the Patriot missile defense system uh, are underway. Uh, underway, Fox News confirmed Tuesday through Defense Secretary Lord Austin has not formally signed off on the transfer. The news comes following weeks of speculations that Kiev uh, may receive the top weaponry after a senior defense official in November said Washington was considering sending Ukraine the system. Uh, Pentagon spokesman uh, Brigadier General Pat Ryder uh, said Tuesday that there were no specific plans to send the system, but noted that the U.S. was not ruling it out. Um, and then I want to show you an article that just came out as in, in, in response to that. And this article uh, written by AP says uh, Russia warns of consequences if U.S. missiles goes to Ukraine. Uh, the Russian foreign minister uh, warned Thursday uh, at the time of this recording that if the United States confirms reports that it plans to deliver sophisticated air defense missiles to Ukraine, it would be, quote, another provocative move by the U.S., that could prompt a response from Moscow. Uh, Ministry spokesperson Maria uh, Zarorova said in a weekly briefing that the U.S. had, quote, effectively become a party to the war in Ukraine, following reports uh, that it will provide Kiev with Patriot service-to-air missiles, the most advanced the West has yet offered to help repel Russian aerial uh, attacks. Um, And they're saying there's going to be unpredictable consequences. Um, And everybody's talking about it, CNN, uh, New York Post, 
Um, and now there's reports that Russia, uh, Putin has went ahead and started readying some nuclear missile, uh, missile capable of hitting the U.S. and the U.K., and those are getting in position literally as this podcast is being recorded. So Wonderful. What, what do we got? Well, first of all, we shouldn't be sending anything to them. I don't care what people say. That's Ukraine. You mean from like day one? That's yeah. from day one. Yeah. That's Ukraine. This is the United States. They got their own. Worry about your own shit. That's, that's how I feel about it, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not somebody who thinks that our, our military should be all over the country doing all these things. The now, now, there's points to be made, okay, on both sides. You know, I saw a guy yesterday who was being interviewed, and, and he was of the same camp as me saying that we don't need to be involved over there. However, he did say, well, a good point of us being involved over there is that now they have, uh, in his words, decimated a large percentage of Russia's military through this war. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough. Yeah. No. But if that were the case, I don't see that as a terrible thing. However, I don't believe that, that is the case. I don't believe that Russia's losing anything at all over there. Bro, just on sure numbers, like you even look at like the statistics of both of those militaries, it's fucking David and Goliath. I don't know. I like it's completely it. lopsided. But regardless, you know, our country cannot, cont this is how these people steal our money, by the way. This mm -hmm. is how they do it. They continue to start these conflicts. When I was a kid, it was Desert Storm. Okay. Um, then it or it was Desert Shield, and then it was Desert Storm. That's where I actually first heard the Patriot missile, because they were using Patriot missiles to shoot down uh, Saddam Hussein's Scud missiles. Okay, that's where I first heard Patriot. So when I was, that was what 91, 92? So I'm 11, 12 years old, and I'm hearing about Patriot missiles. There's been a conflict going on almost the entire time I've been alive. Yeah. Okay. It went from Iraq. To then full full scale invasion of Iraq, uh, then nine eleven happened. Then it was Afghanistan. Then it was Iraq again. Okay. Uh, then it was Afghanistan again. Then it was you know up until last year. Now it's this. Now we have to we have to sit here and say, well, why is it that our country continues to send our sons and daughters to fight in wars that literally have nothing to do with the United States of America? Well, the reason is, is because these people who make the war get fucking rich by having the wars. And we, as a country, as citizens, should not be sending our sons and daughters to die in a war that is only fought for people to make money. Okay? They sell us all this shit. They sell us the cause, right? Weapons of mass destruction. How many weapons of mass destruction were there? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? War, war is, I, so war is just my game. Yeah. Uh, war is extremely profitable yeah. to select individuals. That's right. Probably the most profitable thing that they can come up with. Well, farmer's pretty close. Uh, yeah. Well, and you wonder why, you, how, many, how many wars did Donald Trump have when he was in office? How many did he start? He's a businessman. He, he, he didn't start he, any. Yeah, he didn't start any. He, yeah. he I, I, I truly believe um, he had the interest of our nation in mind. He did. Um, that being said, I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a 
big proponent. If you have a Donald Trump sticker on your car, I'm getting away from you because you're probably a terrible driver. <laughs> I don't know. I've just noticed that over the years. <laughs> but I believe the man truly had the, the interest of our That's nation. That's how I feel mind. about him, too, regardless of what his criti critics say yeah. about him. Yeah. Like, dude, I get it. He's not for everybody. I yeah. get that people, there's things he did. How I read that whole situation was, this is a guy who was successful, who tried to play the game that he was unprepared to play. Yep. And they fucking ate him up. That's how I saw it. Yep. And, you know, people say, well, he took money from Big Pharma. Yeah, every politician takes money from Big Pharma. Okay? Every fucking person. That's the game. The game you is. You can't compete. The, that's right. Because you won't get any space no. to advertise your message. Yeah. So, you know, I bet he regrets taking a dollar from any of these people in hindsight because that's what got him eaten up. But I do believe he had the best interests of our country in mind at the time. And when I said he's a businessman, that's what I meant. As a businessman, he knew that, that starting another war would not be a good thing yeah. for our the nation. Of the nation. Yeah, the, yeah the, our nation, which is essentially a, a, a business. Yeah. Um, man, I tell you, I'm really, really concerned about uh, about our military. Um, How couldn't you? Be? I, I have, I have. Uh, obviously, I, I know people who are connected with uh, special operations, and you know they they know what the environment is like in special operations right now. Uh, they know where the morale level is. Um, I, I have. People reach out to me all the time asking if I will uh, train their their kids. You know, by kids I mean sixteen, seventeen year old boys that that uh, that want to be in the military so badly, um, but they're they're not they're not joining because of mandates, because of uh, the 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 what's happening in the world, the culture of the military and and the government, and and these are young men. That are that are willing and and they want more than anything to step up to the plate and serve their nation and defend the Constitution of the United States for the right reasons, right? And and they're not stepping up, man. Nobody wants to fight for these people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. And and I'm, you know, I, I hear a lot of things about what's going on specifically within the cultural special operations, and I'm not in anymore. This is just what I hear from people, and and um, and it's not good, man. It's not good, and. And uh, it not only hurts my my heart, but but it's concerning. Um, all of this makes me think. You know, obviously you've heard of the Roman Empire. Have you studied much about the Roman Empire and the collapse of that empire? A little bit. Yeah. So, essentially, you history buffs, you can you can articulate this much better than me. But what I've studied is the, in, that empire. It had essentially collapsed, and they were able to maintain the facade that they were a world power during that time for about 500 years. After they had actually collapsed, it was simply a facade that they were maintaining. And, and, I, and I feel like right now, we as a nation on the world stage, okay, we are in that place where we, the construct of America, militarily, financially, uh, it has collapsed, and we are simply 
not we, but the, the, the powers that be are maintaining a facade that we are still an actual world power. And I don't feel like we are. We aren't. Um, and so that facade, Rome was able to maintain that facade for 500 years. You know why? Because technology was not, yeah. was not in place. Exactly right. That, yeah. So everything now is, so, is on hyperspeed. And so we can only, we're going to be able to maintain that facade for a much shorter time span. Now, I'm not saying that that's the end of America. I'm saying that's the end of the, uh, the end of the bull crap. The show. The, the yeah. show yeah. is coming. The end of the show is coming. All right. Because as soon as the curtain drops and you see behind that curtain, right? And then that's when we, the people, that's when we step up, guys. That's when we step. I'm not saying sit on your hands. I'm not saying don't take action now, but a lot of the action that you can take right now involves your own personal excellence. Going back to what Andy said earlier, right? Your creed. A lot of the yeah. action that you can take from day to day right now, that's what it involves, right? But don't sit on your hands. Don't be waiting for the facade to collapse, right? Um, but I, this is just the way that my mind sees the construct of everything. I, I think you're seeing it exactly right. And I think I would even add to that. They're intentionally quickening the collapse. When you trade a basketball player for a true war criminal in the eyes of the world, what does that do to the reputation of the quote unquote <laughs> superpower in mm -hmm. the eyes of every other country? When you withdraw the way that we withdrew from Afghanistan, which made a mockery of everything that we had done over there, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. It yeah. doesn't look strong. It doesn't, doesn't look, like look powerful. Yeah. It doesn't look superpower. It looks weak. It looks cowardly. Yep. Cowardly. They're doing it intentionally. We, we, whether people want to admit this yet or not, we are inside of the end stages of an, a communist subversion into our culture. Very unique. That's what's happening. And people want to continue to pretend as if that's not what's happening. That is what's happening just as you are breathing air into your lungs right this second. Yep. This is what's happening. I've tried to lead people to water for years to get them to understand what's happening. That is what's happening. And the minute that the world realizes that we have collapsed, in all of these ways, it is only a matter of time before someone comes to try and take our shit. Yep. And this is what people are not understanding. Well, we have the, lived in a country my entire life. I'm older than most of the people that listen to this show. It has never been like this before. This is not normal political ebbs and flows. Yeah. This is a very dangerous and urgent situation that needs you to help be a part of the solution. I don't know how to explain this any better than I have explained it for the past three years. And we are now in a situation where if Americans do not step up and become zero consumers of these people's system, okay? Because that's the first step. The first step is you weaken their grasp. Okay, how do you weaken their grasp? You remove yourself as a dependent from them. 
That means they have a weaker grasp on culture. They have less customers. They have less people following their orders. They have less people complying. This gives them less power. The second step, which will probably be the fun step, is things that I can't even mention on this show yet. Okay? Now, you and I had a conversation the last time you were here, which was about a year ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And you said that it was time to do some stuff. And I said, well, we still have some time here. We could turn this around. And I still believe that. I still believe we can turn it around. But I'm starting to believe less and less that we will get the full scale of everything done, needed to be done, without some sort of conflict. That's the truth. And guys, it starts with yourself. And then it goes up to your family. And then it goes to your community. So if you're confused about what we're talking about here, start with yourself, then your family, then your community. Your family is the smallest form of government, right? We can make this happen. What a grand opportunity. That's how I see it. We have as human beings living in this time to step into the breach. Yeah. What a grand opportunity that we have. Chad, we have the opportunity to legitimately, as people, as culture, as a united human race, if we can become united, to literally pivot the entire path of humanity. Yep. At this point You're in time. You're exactly right. That has not existed for thousands of years. I know, brother. We are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. All of you listening are here for a reason. And the reason that we're talking about is so much bigger than you could possibly comprehend. Amen. Because we're talking about the literal preservation of the human race. When you look at what these people are doing, they are trying to remove humans from the game. They are trying to move you off the board. You are in the way. This is no longer your fucking planet. This is no longer your country. This is their country. And they want artificial intelligence and machines and environmental policies that make your life completely unlivable to prevail. And when they don't need you anymore, what do you think the next step for human race is? Removal. Yeah. Okay. We are in a situation when you examine communism over the course of history, communism has killed more people than any war, than any disease than any natural disaster. And if you combine all wars and all disease and all natural disasters over the course of the human race for the last 2,022 years, communism has killed more people than that in just the last 200 years. So what do you think they plan on doing with humans? Why do you think they're making you fat? Why do you think they're making you dumb? Why do you think they want you poor? Because you are in the fucking way. Yep. And until we all realize that, and I'm talking about the entire planet, we will continue to lose. And there will be a point of no return because once technology completely takes over, we will be essentially powerless. And that's what they're hoping for, man. You sit in shit long enough to stop smelling. That's exactly right. So, you know. That's real shit. No, it is. So it, it's, you know, we, we, we have to wake the fuck up. 
Mm-hmm. And not only do we have to wait to fuck up, we have to take an individual action to make us non-dependence on them in every way possible. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're never going to watch a movie on the fucking stream. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you have to go get your 48. Like all these people keep saying, well, I'm just going to avoid all the mess because I'm going to get my, my 200 acres and I'm going to go be self-sufficient. They're going to come for you too. That doesn't work. They're going to come for you too. There's going to be a time that we're going to have to draw a line and say no fucking more. And people, people keep saying, well, I'm learning how to can and I'm learning how to grow food and I'm living on my homestead. What are you going to do when they show up? The reason that you should be learning those things is to contribute to your community. Correct. Not, 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 because, hide. Of, not because of self-preservation. That, dude, and that's, that's exactly the problem right. I have with those people. A lot of those people who say these things, they think that they will be fine because they are taking care of themselves and their family. Well, you might have a couple dozen people in your little community. You will be killed very easily. Oh, yeah. Your shit will be taken very easily. Like your 12 men of your neighborhood that have this little alliance because you play Call of Duty, fuck you guys. You're dead. It's instant. Their weapons are too strong. Their technology is too oppressive. There's no way to break out of it. The only chance humans have to truly become a free race is to stand together against this shit right fucking now. That's the truth. It's in the very name of our nation, the United States of America. Well, Chad, this is a global problem. It's not just you. I know it is. And that's another such such another unique thing about the time and place that we live is this is the first time in the history of humanity that this is being propagated on a a global scale. It's just so unique, man. But that's what makes the opportunity so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bro. We, as human beings that live on this planet during this time, can be the human beings responsible for the preservation of human life and culture forever. No other people that you've ever read about have had that opportunity. We have it. And I want to talk to Christians real quick listening to this. Christians, you've heard all this conversation, and uh, I want to let you know that, that that your faith does not give you an excuse to be an apathetic human being. In fact, that's the opposite. It is the exact opposite. It is the exact opposite. Christian, Christ was not a pacifist. You do not have to be a pacifist. And I'm speaking directly to Christians because there are millions of Christians. All right, so I wanted to put that out there for you guys no, that believe the way I believe. That's an important part. To, you should expand on that because people think that. They think that turning the other cheek is the right thing to do. But when you turn the other cheek to evil, you enable evil, which means there's more victims. You, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, this is a Bible verse, love always protects. All right? So if, if you love your fellow man, which you should, as, as a Christian, you should love your fellow man. Uh, you, you do not love them unless you protect, actively stand in the breach and protect them and protect one another. And the word protect implies action. All right? That's a biblical concept. Love always protects. 
We're doing it from a place of love. But this is the nature of love. Love is what drives us to protect our fellow men. And that's the way it works, guys. Well, guys, our final uh, segment of the show, uh, as always, we show a headline and we you know, kind of give our, our piece on it. And I thought this headline was fitting, so uh, we'll get right into it. Today is a very important day for this country. So um, this headline reads, on this day in history, uh, December 15th, 1791, the Bill of Rights were ratified, codifying unique freedoms and new nation. Uh, the first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution, collectively known as the Bill of Rights, were ratified following vigorous national debate on this day in history, December 15th, 1791. Uh, their passage came three and a half years after the Constitution was enacted to become the framework of the national government on June 21st, 1788. Quote, a clash erupted over ratification of the Constitution, with the anti-federalists opposing the creation of a strong national government and rejecting ratification, and the federalists advocating a strong union and adoption of the Constitution, writes the Free Speech Center at Middle Tennessee State University. The Bill of Rights was essentially a compromise between the competing factions and a win for the anti-federalists. Uh, Patrick Henry, who famous, famously declared, quote, give me liberty or give me death. The Second Virginia Convention of 1775 was the leader of this movement. There is no life without freedom. Zero. I just thought I thought that was fitting, you know. And um, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I think it's a shame that this document that has, you know, been worked towards, because because we've we've for 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 even even in my lifetime, okay. The Constitution and and the Bill of Rights have always been debated in, in the intricacies within them. And the people in our government, even in my lifetime, up until recently, actively worked to improve how those were applied. And now we're dealing with people who are actively working to remove these rights from mm -hmm. citizens. And they're doing so by tricking people to go along with it. They're getting you locked into the matrix. They're getting you locked into your internet personality. They're trying to open up the metaverse. They're trying to create this situation where you no longer need a bill of rights because you exist here and not here, right? It's very hard for me, especially, and I'm, I know it is for you as well, Chad, knowing that my grandfather at 20 years old was fucking killed for this country. It's very hard, which my dad never met, by the way, never even met him. Okay, didn't get to see my dad grow up, didn't see Sal and I grow up. It's very hard for me to not lose my temper and lose my mind in anger based upon what these people do. You guys ask me all the time, why do I care so much? I fucking care because a man that was related to me up the chain, gave his life so that we could have freedom here. I have, I have built some amazing and incredible things with that freedom in my life. Mm -mm. So I understand what freedom can do. 
But I also understand what's not possible when you don't have freedom. I understand that in today's world of quote unquote freedom, I couldn't replicate what I've done the way that I did it. That's the truth. Oh, yeah. It's much, much harder right now than it even was 22 years ago, 24 years ago. Okay. We are dealing with people who are working to remove all traditional culture of patriotic America from the books forever. And if you don't have patriotic America, guess what you don't have? You don't have America. Because patriotic people are the people that create the wall between them and us. And they have, what have they done to patriotic people the last three years? Demonized. They've demonized arrested. them. Criminal, criminalized them. Yeah. They've, arrested. they've called them domestic terrorists. They're racist. They got so far where two years ago, if you flew the American flag, a lot of people would consider it racist. Yeah. Starting with the Colin Kaepernick protests mm -hmm. of many years ago. Okay. That was intentional. That was not one man acting on his own belief. That man was acting at the direction of other people. These people are actively trying to remove everything that, that those documents that we just mentioned, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights stand for. And it's happening every single day. They're not only trying to remove it, they're trying to humiliate anyone who stands with it. They're trying to hurt anyone who stands with it. This is why I asked the question about the VA. Because what better way to remove the patriotic threat that we have in our homeland yeah. than to allow the people who are so patriotic that they went and actually waged war for this country under whatever pretense, doesn't matter. It they didn't were, matter to the war. It didn't warrior. matter. They were willing to go fight. What's going on here is evil. What's going on here is wrong. And what's going on here will continue unless we all wake the fuck up. And, and I don't have to come on here and do this show. I have a pretty good life, dude. And I, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I come on here and do this show because I want you guys to understand that if you don't change your behavior, you will not have the opportunities to do anything in life. Without freedom, there is no life. Enough said on that, man. I, yeah. I, I want. I mean, you guys need to understand too that Christ did what He did to lift a burden from you. So, big part of the concept of Christ is liberty, right? Liberty. There is liberty in Christ, right? And um, and so, don't don't look at liberty as this it, it, our carnal liberty as this thing that you shouldn't be concerned about. Um, because I know a lot of you guys listening, like me, you have, you have liberty in your spirit. You have eternal liberty, but your carnal liberty and the carnal liberty of your children, um, you, you have to be concerned with those things in life. Uh, and it goes back to, to what I said earlier. Um, no matter how you believe, it's not an excuse to be apathetic. And, and your life, liberty, and your pursuit of happiness, your individual rights, those were endowed upon you by the creator of the universe, not by man. 
Those were you let that sink into your mind. Those rights were endowed upon you as a creation, as a part of creation by your creator. That's a big freaking deal, man. He wouldn't have gave them to you if they weren't important. He wouldn't have gave them to you. He wouldn't have gave you free will. He wouldn't have gave you free choice. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have gave you those things if it wasn't important for him to him that you are a free human being walking around on the face of this earth and not a robot. The creator of the universe could have created robots in us that had no free will, that had no rights, that had no choice in the matter, but that's not what he wanted. All right? So let that sink in, man. This stuff is, uh, this stuff's for real, man. Well, bro, I appreciate you coming up and getting on the show, man. It's always great to have you. It's an honor, man. There's a lot of, you know, there's, there's been a lot of good stuff said here today, just very profound things. And, um, yeah, I think you said them all. I I feel, (laughs) no, man, I, I just, I feel a heaviness in here in my spirit. And it's because what you're doing is important. This ain't no game. And I, that heaviness is, is weighing on me right now, man. And it, if what you were doing wasn't important, um, I wouldn't feel that. I want to encourage you, man. I want to I bless you, man. In the name of Jesus and you too, DJ, uh, that you guys go forth in strength, in hope, in courage, and that you continue doing what you're doing because it freaking matters, man. And I feel it in this room right now. I feel sorry for these guys that they have to sit in here and feel that (laughs) because it's it's heavy, man. Yeah, you know what, though? But the decision's been made. Yeah. That's it. That's good. And I, wanna, yeah. I just want to encourage you guys, man, and thank all you guys for listening. Thank all you guys that have come out and trained with me. Uh, I love you guys, and it's just such an honor to be a part here we're, at the Real AF. Where can they find you at, bro? Uh, just 3of7project.com. Everything's right there. Well, bro, I really appreciate you coming up, man. It's always great to see you. I always feel better. You feel heavy right now, but like I feel, I, feel, I always yeah. feel better when you're around. So, <laughs> uh, I love you, bro. I appreciate you coming up, man. And uh, I can't wait till we get to do it again. Love you too, Andy. Thank yeah. you, brother. All right, guys, that's the show. Please share the show. On the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. Close.